everyone. Welcome back. Uh, really excited today to say that we've got Stephen Stevo Dingle on the show. Uh, Stevo is a A&R at United Masters. He works with some of the biggest producers in the industry. And uh, also, we're going to talk about how he got his first brick angel investing recently. It's really exciting. Um, and the very unorthodox way that he uh, made headway in breaking into the WNBA. Uh, really hope you all enjoy the show. You are a busy, busy man. What's going on? Tell me, intro. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I appreciate it, Peter. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to stay busy, man. It's a lot of work to be done, but I'm feeling good. I appreciate you all having me. Yeah, of course. So we met like a year ago through Kobe um, and sort of, I think the reason we we jammed was because the Polywork concept itself, when we launched the product back in April, kind of resonated. Tell, I guess, tell me, tell me, tell me why. T- tell me all about the Polywork, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the way my career has kind of been set up is it's not been the most formal uh, path. <laughs> so like when I went to college, I went to Clark Atlanta University um, and I decided I want to be in the music business. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have an internship or anything I could put on paper. So I kind of just jumped in and managed my first artist on a whim, basically just asking her, like, Yo, I have some ideas. You want to work together? So from that point, I just had to show and prove um, all along the way. So when Polywork came around, like when I was trying to get in the business, it made me like, I always wanted to be an A&R, but um, as I was trying to get in the industry per se, I just felt like my resume was never just, I couldn't put it on the paper. I couldn't put my relationships on there. I couldn't put, I got my artist booked for a show on the resume. So when Polywork came around, it just took me back to, you know, my start in the music business, just saying like, look, I have a way to show what I'm doing and what I'm directly involved in. That's not so formal as a resume is. So if anybody wants to know, what I've done or what I'm currently doing, I can show it. And it doesn't have to be just that formal one page letterhead that we all know a resume is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Matt, what, um, how are you doing it all? <laughs> like, you know, like one of the things in the media that has come up since we introduced the term polywork and the, you know, the whole point of the show being to like to discuss, celebrate the paths people took, how they're polyworking today is, um, is they put a more negative twist on it. It's just like, it's this, people have to polywork. They have to polywork to survive and to, you know, work in these multiple jobs. But that, I mean, that's not how we've seen it from our side. It's very much like a, a pursuit of doing the things you want to do and not staying in one lane. But, but to be fair, like the, the big thing that does come up is like, how do people find the time? So like you're, you're A&R full-time and then also doing all this other stuff. Like talk to me a little bit about just like, how, how do you actually do that? <laughs> like what is, what is maintaining that? the sheer minor projects you've got going on even look or feel like? I don't want to say it doesn't come with this level of difficulty, but it's not as overwhelming as people might think. Um, so that doesn't mean I don't work hard. It's just when you have a method of how you do things, I think you just all, you make it work. And uh, luckily I'm in a career to where my lifestyle, even before the career, I'm in a career or industry that allows me to thrive to where my social life doesn't come um, it's nothing is sacrificed based on my industry. So when I go out to a brand event or when I go to a concert or when I go to a club, that's work for me. <laughs> like when I go to a basketball yeah, game, yeah. that's work for me. So I don't, I don't have those things to where I have to make time for family or friends. No, my family and friends are at are with me when I'm <laughs> at the game, when I'm at the concert, et cetera. Um, the only thing I really have to make time for is when it comes to my daughter who I've had, I had her in high school. So I, I don't know what it's like to not take care of someone. Like as soon as I got my yeah, first yeah. check, I, it went to a kid. So the only thing is like making sure I, you know, I make her games, her track meets and stuff like that. That's the only thing to where when you travel and stuff like that, you always want to make your kid, you know, let them know that like, just cause if, if daddy can't make something, it's not because I didn't want to, it's cause I got to go to work, but that's really the only thing. And that still hasn't really taken a hit. I missed 
I've never missed a birthday. I missed maybe one game. So it's just like I'm making a shake. And because I've been like this for over 10 years now, it's just like, hey, I, I just found the method, I guess. Yeah, I love that. What's your uh, daughter's name? Anaya. I didn't know how you were doing all this stuff before and not now <laughs> kind of blown away i'm taking care of like a fucking mini dog like a mini dog. <laughs> it's like hey no shout real. out to her mom too look I, I don't do it alone so her mom yeah great. yeah there's no there's no real comparison you're making us look bad man but yeah so like i mean I, I that resonates a lot like you know kobe who we met through and i talk a lot about how i just we we've never we never quite have had that it's never been an unhealthy separation but we've never had that separation from personal and professional and so it is kind of like that the things that we do, I don't know if we consider them work. I mean, I don't like, I don't know if I consider this work. We're just talk, <laughs> you know, to, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like we're going to games or we're going to dinners or going to events. It's like you're kind of all, you're all it's sort of like that always on mode, but I don't think it's ever always on in like, un, in like an unhealthy way. I think it's just where there's like the folks that I think have started to poly work the most or, or have been doing it for years have just been the ones that it's kind of just built into the DNA of like every move we're making is sort of in the pursuit of like the next phase. There's like that, that ambition, I think, and that like backbone that just sort of like drives like all personal and professional encounters possibly. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And look, it's a blessing because everybody can't say this. So I, I definitely don't take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me, are you, you're full-time A&R? Yeah, correct. Talk to me about, yeah. So you, you, you'd restart your artist, you weren't an A&R, now you're an A&R. What, tell me, tell me this, tell me the journey a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because, like I said, when I got in the business, I didn't know. I, I knew people came, like, worked in, you hear, worked in the mailroom or, like I said, an intern, <laughs> uh, uh, having a mentor. So, me, I was just like, what is a way I can show and prove that if I don't take any of these routes, like, what's a DIY way of getting in the industry? And I was like, okay, there's no barrier of entry with management. Like, so if I, if I get enough talent, and at that time, it was strictly just artists, not even producers. I was like, if I just show that I know good talent and I can break them that enough people would be like, we got to hire that guy. Um, it happened, this is 2022, it happened 11 years later, but, <laughs> but, you know, imagine a, a artist, um, my first artist, we got a lot of label, um, label meetings, like she, she didn't end up getting signed, but that built a lot of my relationships and then going to OG Mac or having one of the, the hugest internet hits of the day. Um, then, you know, get it with QC. So, and then finding my producer, Ochi Parker, and then from there, Romano, just constantly just staying busy and, and staying relevant and, and actually putting the work in to where you're putting numbers on the board. Uh, opportunity came around where one of my good friends was over at United Masters, and he, he thought of me when an A&R position opened up, and we got to the bosses, and, and they gave me my first shot. So that's just a short synopsis for how I got here. But it is, it is a crazy feeling just knowing, like, you made one of your goals come true. I, I, I would, it wasn't a lifelong dream, but once I got in the business, this is the position I wanted. So there is a sense of self satisfaction. Like, damn, Steve, you, you did it. The job isn't done, but it's like you did it. And the first artists were just you, freelance, right? Like there was no United Masters. It was just you find those artists. How do you find? Like, how do you, how do you like people breaking into AR today? Like, how do you do that? Like, and it's particularly it's so competitive. Like every platform, everyone is publishing on every, on everything today. There's so much noise. Like, what did what did that look like getting the first couple signed? Um, I, I just got there in November. So, and you know, November is, is the holidays and New Year's and Christmas is right there. So I'm just getting started. So I haven't signed anyone yet. Hopefully it's March. I think by April, I hope to have two because we're, we're in discussions now. Um, so I haven't signed anyone like that. But with my management, which, which is kind of the A&R is, is making me operate differently, which I love. Um, all my clients, every single last one of them have come by recommendation. 
Like that doesn't mean I didn't look for them. I'm not looking for talent or people haven't sent me things. It's just everyone that I've locked in with. It's come because someone else has on their behalf has just been like, you should check this out. This person is dope. Or they were at a show and people like, hey, look, they're about to go on. They're about to kill it. It was uh, no one ever just emailed me. And I was like, this is it. Or I came across it online. And that was it's just the, the luck of the draw is just it's always been a recommendation. That's why I know, like, that's why when I believe working an artist, word of mouth is still the most powerful tool. Like We have, yeah. you know, the Internet and we have the playlist, the DSPs and all these other platforms the television and radio. And those are definitely important. But it's nothing like your best friend coming and like, yo, I just saw this artist yesterday that was crazy. And that that human human interaction. So that management wise, that's how I've gotten all my clients. But A&R is, you know, it's forcing me to get out of that wheelhouse and go get it. So I'm excited to like really have yeah, that, yeah. that the backing of United Masters to go out and find something and have that that backdrop that we have a huge company that can not only, you know, adhere to my talents, but help these artists become the best artists they can be. We talk a lot about like the parallels of the music and the tech industry in this sense as well, that like a lot of the time, like the early funding runs for, I mean, we raised our seed round at the beginning of last year, last January. It, it happened from a phone call where a previous investor or advisor, kind of mentor, friend of mine had put me in touch with this angel investor and we just vibed on a call. And then within about a week, it was just referrals and it was done. It was like, <laughs> it was literally that quick. And so it really does start with like the who you know and who's going to refer you and the relationships you build from it. It's funny, growing up in Belfast, like there wasn't a lot of network per se. So there was like an element of like, <laughs> I'm going to, th- I'm going <laughs> to throw out here and I'm like, I'm going to move to London. I'm going to, th- that's actually how we met. Like, you know, Kobe, who introduced us. Um, but still to this day, it's like, it's still those early, early connections. Like what, how do you think about like advice wise for folks that, don't have those connections yet in the music industry that are trying to like start out. Like what do they, what do they need to do today that you did 11 years ago? You know, my, my real start in the business was blogging. And I know that was, I wasn't at the height of blogging because I got in around 2011. I think the height was like Oh nine, 10, um, Oh eight to 10. But, um, my thing was back. It was in a person to person interaction. Like when all the blogs were out back then, two dope boys, hustle girl, Ashley outrageous, or where you can go down the list. But, um, I never knew the faces. Like I just knew these platforms were important. Like you are, if you put out music, you want to be on two dope boys. You want to be on smoking section. So my thing was, even though Atlanta didn't have a huge blog culture, the blog that part agreed my part, which, you know, is still in all my social media bios today, just cause they gave me my foundation. I was like, I'm going to talk to these artists. I'm going to go to these shows and say, Hey, I, this is Steve-O. If you, you can email me, text me your music and we can build relationships like that. And then from that point, um, like I said, my first artist, Milo Smith, like when we did South by, I just started managing her that October and March, we were just moving around and people were, you know, they would see her perform and then like, Yo, who is your manager? There he is right there. And luckily she was talented enough where people wanted to, you know, be involved or have some yeah, interest. Yeah, yeah. So I was just right there making sure, you know, giving my contact and, and things like that. But as I got into the business, um, I just did my research on people. Like who did I want to be like, who was making the moves that I, I thought was dope. If I saw an artist in a Nike commercial, I was like, who, who, who did that? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to know. So that way, when I met people, I had to, everybody loves to be flattered. So when people always say network, network, it isn't just like get exchanging context. It's one, you want to add value. But when you're, let's just say small fry for just lack of better words. When you're a small fry, yeah, it's just like to there. me. Yeah, yeah, just flattering is that's going to be the value. Like you can't do anything for Dame Dash right now. But like if you say, hey, Dame Dash, I love what you did with Rockefeller. I love what you did with Paid in Full. You know, I'm, I'm just starting out. But, you know, if you have an assistant or an email, I, I would love to have your contact. And then leave it alone. You don't need to be best friends with Dame Dash in the five minutes you met him. Like, And then hopefully 
as you're working, you show up at the next stand. And and my thing was, I never was ashamed. I'm great with names and faces. Like I can remember where I met you, almost what you had on, what was going on, et cetera. But then I also will remind you, if I'm not afraid of like, oh, you don't remember me? Oh no, I met you at South by Southwest 2012 during this yeah, show. Yeah. Like, and then even if you don't remember me, you'd be like, dang, I was at that show. And I'm just going to keep reminding you. But that's the little detail. They were like, people remember that. They remember that little detail, even if it's, even if, even if they didn't, and then you remind them, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. They they remember it's, it's always going to be with that. Yeah. It's for me as well. Like, I think um, it's always been like, I will ask for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but just because then it's like, well, what's the worst, the worst case scenario is I'm going to get a no. And I'm exactly where I was four seconds ago. Best case, I'm getting a yes, which is served. It's going well so far for the network, you know, but it just, it, it does start with that, but they help the little details. It's always, it's about weaving that story. But, but I also think you're underestimating, I think it's probably a superpower that like you have, or a few people have, that's like you can weave together a multi-year plan to like, not in a <laughs> fucking like weird sort of way of like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, end up working with this person in four years and like, I'm gonna plot this like on like a Gantt chart of how I get there. But but more of just in a, like a, you you kind of like you drop in those little touches over the years and, you know, and, and the, when they remember the little details and then when a project does come up, it's, you know, there's there's less lubricant required because it's like, oh, we have that like those little like mini interactions over the last few years that like could lead to something. Um, that's a, a big part of that in like I never thought it would happen. But in the like Polyworks, my second company and the first one didn't work. Um, but after seven years there, you know, in the in the latter half of that, there were so many people we'd meet along the way that just because we'd raised so much money, we'd, I'd, pri- like, it, I'd price them or it was too late and we weren't raising money again and we never got to because the company failed. But those little interactions with those folks or keeping in touch with them were, they were some of the first investors for the new, in the new business. And so it kind of like it all, all comes, all comes around. Speaking of investing, um, so you're also doing that. So we're like, <laughs> like, what's 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 going on with investing? How did tell? How did you get into that? Yeah, this is this is the first company I've ever invested in in life. This is recently, right? Yeah, this is the bottom of last. I want to say it was around November. Angel investment. Yeah, correct. Um, okay, cool. So we 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 both did our first angel investments in exactly the same month ever. Like legit. Well, I'm okay. I'm excited. Wait, mine is mine is 2021 November. Yeah, yeah. See him. See him. See him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Literally, okay. literally in November. Um, <laughs> in a yeah. That's that's fun. okay. So what? Yeah. What? Um, tell me. My my ex, my experience was not was wild. Was wild. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Even though I've been around it, it's so crazy how much money I've raised from angel investors. But when I was on the other side of it, I really didn't know what what I, what, what was going on. Let's 60 inch notes. What? Tell me <laughs> who was the company? What happened? How'd you get into it? Like you added another another dimension to the poly work and what what did that look like? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, like I said, this is this is my first company. And um, uh, it, it was my guy, David Greenstein. And I met him on Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse is kind of crazy over the pandemic. And um, so, you know, all the Atlanta guys in the music business were just chopping it up. And uh, David, he, David, he just had this profile with him when like the Miami Dolphins football end zone. So I'd like, you know, in Clubhouse, you have moderators who can bring people up. I don't know who knew David. He just used to come. I think him standing on the football field was just like, who's this guy? So he would just come <laughs> up and get in conversation. Does with he play? He doesn't play football? No, not at all. Or at least not that I know of. <laughs> 
But, um, <laughs> and, you know, he's from New York. So, you know, as we got, you know, it was the playoffs happening with the Hawks and the Knicks and you would just talk trash. And he got to know, you know, a lot of us, me, Measy, TP, a lot of, like I said, a lot of guys in the music business in Atlanta. And he would just like, I, I can only speak from my um, experience, but he would just call and just explain these ideas that he had because um, his dad worked in the music business and he used to, I don't want to get the label wrong, but he used to work for somebody at a label as well, a major label. So he was like, yo, I need to find a way to get artists involved in tech and Web3 and crypto in a creative way that is always in the artist's favor. And he would just call with all these ideas. And although I didn't understand most of it, he just always took his time and just was excited. Like, yo, I got to get you guys involved some way. Like, you guys are too knowledgeable. You're too in the culture. And then it was a lot of time on Clubhouse as well. A lot of people felt like they should be invested in, in Clubhouse. Like, oh, I'm a content creator, so Clubhouse should pay me. And although they were adding value to Clubhouse, I, I think, and I'm speaking for David here, I don't know. I think he just saw, like, what it would look like if you actually gave the culture, quote, unquote, a chance. Like, when he saw those people complain, and he was like, even though we weren't complaining about his potential company, he was like, if I want to, like, do something that's going to re- revolve around not only music, but I'm going to want Atlanta artists, people who are power players in the industry. Like I need to have those people involved. So over months, he just, I remember he's just calling me, showing me mock-ups and what this could do. And an artists could get this NFT and this and this. And I'm just like, I don't know, but like your passion is like, it's clear as day. I'm, I'm understanding it, but I was just like, Hey, I get it, but it, I can, I think it's going to be some difficulty here, here, here. And he just kept going. And one day he popped up like, it's real, bro. <laughs> he's like, it's happening. <laughs> this like, was the run. This was the seed run Andreessen just let, right? And signed. Yeah. He's like, yo, I just got so-and-so amount of dollars from Andreessen. I'm like, what? Like, those conversations we were just having, it happened so quick. I'm like, you just yeah. showed me a template two months ago. How? He's like, hey, I'm telling you. And then he just came around and was like, I got to give the people who always gave me an ear, who I believe in in the business, who, you know, whenever. Like, he just was so, I'm never... I've been around a lot of companies, not necessarily something like this where investment, but like labels, startups and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I've never had someone who just like puts your arm around you, like just come with me. Like just, I, didn't, I had no idea he'd even give me the opportunity. So for him to just say, hey, like, I don't know if you even want to, but you've listened to me. I've showed you like if you would if you want to put in here's the opportunity. And I was just like, I, I've been along the ride this much. <laughs> Let's do it. Why so not? to me, yeah, yeah. To, to, to put my to put my money in and to see how what he's doing and. And the Web3, I'm, I'm still, I, I would be a liar if I said I understand it 100%, but to see what he's done with that company and how artists have gotten paid, um, we sell out in a minute every job. Yeah, in such a short period of time. I mean, like, so signed XYZ, like, they, I mean, Andreessen, Packy McCormick, we actually we share a lot of investors with them. Andreessen, Packy McCormick, I think Ryan Hoover might have done it as well. If I'm not mistaken, Snoop Dogg and Meek Mill were, t- were tweeting about it two days ago. <laughs> yeah, Snoop Dogg actually did a drop with it. He did a playlist and he put some of his new music in there. And, and that's uh, and Selection did a playlist as well. So you know, they, we, we mixed it up with, with a lot of different concepts regarding the, you know, the NFTs and the special drop. So, yeah, Sound XYZ, I definitely would say it's one of the. I don't know about the number like leaders as far as financials, but as far as creativity and innovation in the Web3 space, it's definitely to me been one of the most intriguing companies to watch. What's the te- the Web3 the Web3 element? I'm still I'm still I'm still just like scratching at the surface a little bit myself. Like Sri Room from Andreessen, um, one of our board members, just he went. I don't know which side was the light side and the and the dark side, but he was Web2 <laughs> and then just went to Web3. Uh, we talk a lot about it and maybe Polyworks role in it in the future, but what's your take on, um, what's your take on web three? It sounds like it was a people investment. A lot of this was like a, this was like, I believe in the, the relentlessness of this person and like the relationship he's built with me, but unless maybe the web three part, but what's the take on the web, th- web three and music, man? 
this hey, I'm still struggling with it myself. Like like I'm like I said, my 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 pride and joy or where I hit my stride has always been person-to-person interaction and, and tangible things you can hold. So I, I struggle with it. I don't even know how to define it correctly. I just understand the the NFT aspect and, and people having something they can call their own, even if it's in the digital space. Um and, and that's just the most thing I understand about it. And I love I love the like with, with sound XYZ, I love the fact that it's like you can track how early you were on to something. So like if you mm. got into if you bought this particular NFT or this this comment space, it's there forever. And it shows like when people always get on Twitter and say, Oh, I was on Chance the Rapper in 2012 when he was in high school, like this gives you a chance to really like you're you owning proof. Yeah, you own it like, oh, we can see you were really there. Is that what the platform is? You're literally buying a royalty in a in a let's say there's like a new artist decides to do a drop on sound. Is this does this replace the, I mean, this is my naive question, but does this replace doing the drop on what was like SoundCloud back in the day for like more like niche indie music? Like they drop it on Sound XYZ. People can buy an NFT if they believe in it early and then they're getting that royalty the entire way through. The first part, yes. Regarding the royalties and stuff, I don't know the particulars whether like that's yeah, the that's case. A beat, that's a um, beast. <laughs> yeah. And I know and I know all, most all the artists still drop on all the other platforms as well. Um, you know, the DSP, Spotify, Apple Music, and then SoundCloud as well. So it's just having a different layer to it. So it's just another aspect to where it creates an intimate um, relationship with, you know, the owner slash fan and the artist. Yeah, it's always been such a crazy, I think the music industry in particular is just like fought for the unusual, I mean, Kanye's tweeted a lot about this, the unusual, like he's been very vocal about the unusual ownership setup, like for, with the music industry just going back going back to like its origination. But so if it was ever going to, I think if like ownership for the community and the fans and even just the artists too, though, I mean, like the amount of complaints there are as it's been relentless about just how little money people like artists actually make from Spotify. I think that it was just natural that if crypto is going to unlock ownership, then decentralized community, community based ownership and rights, it was all, it was probably going to come to music first. Like it had to come to music first. Right. I agree. I, I definitely agree. You've got the angel investor, the angel investor badge. Look, Dave has been like my pro, my promo guy. I told him I thought like you were supposed to keep this like kind of cute. Like <laughs> nobody's <laughs> supposed to know you. You come out when it, you know it reaches a certain level of success. You say, "Hey, I believed in this early and I invested in it." But you know, Dave has championed us just as much as we've championed him and his, and his entire team and staff. So now I'm I'm happy to be a part. And yeah, and I said it's exciting. I, every time a new drop comes and they sell out in a minute, I'm just like again. Again, like I'm shocked. I'm still not over it. It gives you such just a different level of buy-in to like the witness, you know, like the, the the feeling of like wit. Though it's not, I think it. Well, it differs to like I think it's about the person winning more. Like that's that's something that I've definitely been fortunate enough recently to do a little more. Is like if it's you believe in the person and in the idea, then you kind of it's like this. It's like two things, right? It's like one, there's financial upside in that, which is obviously going to be incredible if sign takes off and it's like a big big business, but. There's also this other thing we notice this a lot on our platform, like is that like polyworking these like more like lightweight fractional categories that you can do like in and around your full time. A lot of the reason people are doing them is for that connection to be like on like to, to bring someone new into your life for like those like smaller, more micro transactions. Like it's like you get the like that angel investment is not going to take like 100 percent of your time up, but it's exciting and it's another dimension and it's like another network and you get to bring all the things you've done relationships you built from music like into this like completely other this new world of tech but you have that foundation and so i think that's what i'm excited about it as well is like the as a founder who's like 
all eggs in one basket for like the last eight years of trying to solve this like professional networking and identity problem is with the angel investing or with any type of poly work, I guess you get to flex up and down. Like, I don't know, it's like exciting to like be able to connect with people and like, use that as like a leverage point to like connect to people in these new sorts of industries in a way that's like, oh, weird shit. Everything I did before in the music industry is like, com is very applicable now to this like tech world. It's like, it kind of opens up this whole new world of possibilities that I think back in the day just weren't encouraged. Like we were all encouraged very much to like not only stay in our own lens industry wise, but stay in our lens like in our actual just full-time nine to five job. <laughs> like I think 10 years ago, just this wouldn't have been possible. I agree. And I, and I think outside of the mon monetary value, so I mean, we all got to survive. I'm not saying that's, that's the main motivation why we do these things, but I think there's, it doesn't get old to see things that you created and you find out that people think like, they need that. Like you did, like you, you're creating something in the world that you feel like people need that they don't know they need yet. So to, to create something, then see it come into effect and people actually have that feeling like, oh, I, oh, I needed that. I always wanted that and I didn't know it. And to see it come into fruition, that feeling never gets old. You want to do it over and over. That's why, like, I'm in the music business. There's nothing like breaking an artist over and over. I'll never get tired of breaking a producer again and again or going platinum again, again. Like, it's like, People say you'll never ride a bike again for the first time, but I think this is pretty close to it. <laughs> like we're just we're just <laughs> gonna do that over that feeling over and over again. And I just love that. I think about that too. Like it's creation. It's like something didn't something didn't exist or wasn't true before and we made it true. And there's lots I think that's what ultimately I'm seeking for in this in this gig. It's like finding another company is like, no, I'm gonna uh, this trend's real, we're gonna facilitate it, we're gonna enable people to polywork because of that. Like and it's I think that's the that's the exciting part, right? Is like the, you almost, it's, it's so true. You get to kind of like, I don't know what the right word for it is, but um, kind of get to like index that feeling across like lots of different people and opportunities, like not just like having it all tied to it. Like there's almost like a, I don't, I don't know if relief is the right word, but it's like you, you kind of are tying like a little bit of the, the successes you want. You can sort of extend those to different people and then those can kind of like go off and start to compound, which I think is like a nice feeling not being locked up doing like one thing <laughs> like yeah. literally it's, like it's one a sense of satisfaction like I said, it's yeah, not yeah, relief yeah. it's just like okay <laughs> like yeah, 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 th yeah this is a thing okay i wasn't wrong like okay i read that right and i said we're not going to hit on everything but like i said that feeling is just it's, it's addicting for me at least yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for 100 me too me too yeah. i mean that yeah that's like the yeah definitely with the angel investing i mean i, I need to ask you are you gonna are you gonna keep going you gonna, is it is this is this a one time you support your you're supporting your boy or is this like a not everyone oh. can hit you up in your polywork page for angel investments? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um I this I'm gonna see how this goes. Like if it I'm and I whether it's good or bad and, and you know I'm always hoping for the good, I'm gonna just ride it out for a bit to see how this journey is. I don't wanna do it again before I even know what the first journey looks like. So I don't even have a time limit of what that looks like. I just know I want to I want to ride the journey out. So where, when it's the next one, I know what to expect of the journey, not the result, but just of what this journey entails. So I'm chilling right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like it. I was talking to Kobe the other day about the about you getting into that deal, and it was like hyper competitive. I mean, that's a it's a hot it's a hot, hot startup, but it makes complete sense that you're like you built the relationship. You were getting to know the guy on Clubhouse, and um, and you say he was in Atlanta. He was based in Atlanta. No, he's from New York. Oh, he's from yeah, New York. Yeah. That's why we always had like the Atlanta Hawks and Nick. The playoffs were going. We were playing the Hawks and Knicks. So it was just we just like friendly banter and stuff like that. Then, you know, we ended up meeting in person in Atlanta. But yeah, he's from New York.
Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was that's competitive. That's it's, it's funny, like the the angel investment stuff, man. Particularly with NFTs being sort of at the center of, I guess, like the bridge between like entertainment and tech, and the runs of these angel investments are so competitive. Like it's it, like they're it's seemingly like there's a company raising funding, and then four days later the thing is oversubscribed. It's like I felt like a weird. My first first angel investment was actually not like that. It was more of a Oh, there's space in the rind. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like I could, I could do like five, like a 5k maybe, you know? And they're like, well, how about 10? And I was like, sure. It was like over <laughs> one second. I was like, I, was, I did not mean to, I did not mean to double it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a micro angel here. I was not trying to do that. It was like, it was a, uh, it was definitely a, I'm excited. I did it. But it was like a rookie. I was trying to dip my feet in. And Tam, Tam was a little, Tam was a little much for the first one, but, but now it's like the opposite. Now I'm like, it's crazy. I'm just. I feel like I, you meet a finder and there's just by three days later, there's just, oh, it's done. There's no space in the run. Or you get cut, you, you, you <laughs> offer, you offer, you offer 10 or you offer, you offer a hundred and then it gets cut down to like 1% of that or 2% of that. It's just, it's becoming like ferocious. Like it's so competitive trying to get into these deals. So I think I might adopt a similar thing of just like, let, let it come to me more passively. <laughs> Like if there's something like put put I put it out enough calls like in enough bios to just be like I'm up I'm 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 open to doing this for like you know the industries I know like professional networking consumer a little bit but I I don't know if I've got the talk about this a lot with friends like it's, it's like like you met was it David Finder Assign right like, in a, like getting to know him over a period of time which like put you in that position for when he was assembling the Avengers he's like okay it's good it's good to go we're good to go like let's we're gonna do this together but the that takes a lot of time particularly when like you and i and lots of these poly workers are doing like a ton of other things at the same time like actually building those relationships takes a lot a lot of time to end up getting that call every time to win those to win those angel deals um so yeah i haven't decided either yet if i'm gonna if it's gonna be something i pursue more proactively or more just like i'll I'll let it, I'll let it passively, let it float, float in, but it's seemingly, seemingly more and more, it's seeming like it's not going to just be the sort of, <laughs> the sort of profession that just like comes my way. Like, like deal flow is for these things. I think are probably going to be like how you did it and how I most need to do is just like being out there and talking to people and networking and building that good relationship, you know? So tell me about the, the MBA. Um, why always hanging out with the owners of the Hawks? <laughs> that first of all, and uh and then the WNBA as well i see i see i was just out in atlanta with um with kobe at the we didn't get to go to the new overtime stadium but yeah tell me this is yet another dimension for the 40 hours that you seem to have carved yourself out in the day so what's going on with the nba yeah man i i've always wanted not always but like as i got into music like i always looked at other people like um you know in the industry and, and you know they always were doing something where it was clothes or work with athletes and we've seen like with Rock Nation or even back with Master P and even Young Money, Lil Wayne is in the sports management field. Um, I just didn't know how to enter. Like, I was like, okay, I've done music. Um, I'm not the biggest fish in the pond in music, but I've had a pretty successful career. So I was like, I think it's time that I can like shift focus um, to something else and, and see how I can juggle it. So with um, the sports that to address the Hawks thing, our owners are just super cool. Like I don't like they sit in the in the crowd. They're not hiding. They're not inaccessible. Like you, if you if they walk, like you can catch them if you know what they look like. You can catch them. And then me and Jamie follow each other on Instagram, so that's dope. 
Catching, um, you're running around with a Pokeball, catching those Pokemon. Yeah, like, I told you about that flattery thing. Like, I know, I'm like, who, I know our owners. I know what they look like. I know their names. So when I see them, I'm going to say, hey, Mr. Wrestler, how you doing? Like, I'm going to do it. It's yeah, like an yeah, addictive yeah. thing for me. If I like, if I know you, I'm a fan of you. I want to know you. I'm going to speak. And I, like, that's just what I do. So I don't know them intimately. But, you know, Jamie, I always call her the best owner in sports. But she's always super sweet when I see her. Uh, Mr. Wrestler, I've seen twice. And then David was with me one game. Um, he actually knows like a family member of theirs. So that was cool how we took the picture all together. But with the WNBA, um, th- th- this was my first step into trying to make a career in sports. Um, I didn't have any access. Same thing with music. When I was like, I don't have an internship. I don't have a mentor. Um, I was like, I got to find a way. And my Clark, <laughs> my college, Clark Atlanta, are saying is find a way or make one. So when you go there, you know, when you come out of there, there there's like nothing that can get in your way. If there is no way, you make one. This was you this early Thinking already, like, how am I putting the building blocks in place for the for the sports move? In yeah. Addition. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot of for. Okay. So this is not this is not this is not a random thing. Tell me yeah. more. Tell me more. <laughs> so like, I've all everybody knows all my life. I've been a huge Atlanta sports fan, but um, in the past couple of years, I just was like, how am I going to get in? So I, I've, I've like I'm like one of the biggest WNBA fans in my friend group. I'm a big Dream fan, but so like I just started putting feels out there about the Dream. Um. And I didn't think at first about the barrier of entry. I just was like, okay, nobody's really talking about the dream. Like, let me just up it up a notch. So then, like, last year, a year and a half ago over the pandemic, I was just like, you know what? I think working with the dream is realistic. Like, I don't know how to get to the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, but the dream thing might. And I had no clue. I, I just thought of it. I didn't see, like, an entry or, like, something open up. I was just like, I think I could do it. Um, so the dream is our Atlanta WNBA team. So I just would tweet every day. Like it was, only, it only ended up lasting like twelve days. But I was just like, "Hey, really interested in working." Didn't know, didn't ask for specifics. I just said, "I want to work with the team." Oh, you, you tweet, team. you tweeted them. Yeah, just with at Atlanta Dream, just like, and I said, "I'm gonna tweet them every day to see if they respond." So then, um, the the assistant director of basketball operations, which come to find out, it's funny, he went to high school, my little sister, but um, he tweeted, "Yo, looking for people for opportunities with the Dream." He didn't even say what the job was. So people were like, "Steve O, mm-hmm. Steve O, here it goes." So it, he didn't like this was from his personal account, not the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't even know if he saw that, but people saw me tweeting. They were like, "Yo, here you go." So I tweeted him. I, I DM'd him like for days. He responded, then wouldn't respond, and like I just kept kept at it. And then he was like, "Yo, it's game day staff stuff." Um, you know, if you win it, I win it. And I'm just like, and it's a very entry level thing. It's not like a big gig, but yeah, yeah. What do you do? What are you doing for them? Game day staff is just preparing. Um, things for the athletes, the away and the home team. That's from snacks, water, uniforms, um, warming up with them, uh, make sure the coaching staff has everything they need. Um, they're finishing up after the game, sweeping the floor, whatever. That's epic, though. Is this paid, unpaid? Like, like, like this is because this this is literally why we're well. This is why we're talking. Like, yeah, you're an A and R. You're Angel Investing, Ronge and Andreessen, <laughs> and then you are helping the dream get their water like that, yeah. that that's so i'm kidding but you know what i mean that's fucking that's like no. that's crazy that's that's literally crazy like that's this 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 is a crazy world we're living in where it's like all these things can be true simultaneously like that's very dope very dope yeah and it, it's an unconventional way and, and i def, that's something i had to reckon with too like i'm a in the music industry like i said i'm not the biggest fish in the pond but like i'm not a little dog either like so yeah, to yeah. have to reckon with what does it look like for an executive in the music business to be getting the dreams water. Like technically that's what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but my thing was just like, I've, I've, 
I'll often reference my life to Slumdog Millionaire. Like you just go through life and then you end up having the answers that you need. Like I've just seen too many people make their dreams happen by just stepping out there. And I was just like, I don't know how else I'm going to get into this professional realm. Like it's right here. I'm face to face with some of the greatest basketball players of all time. Like some people, you know, will critique women versus men, but I'm like some of my favorite basketball players ever, not just men, women, like, like meeting Simone Augustus was crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. that's amazing to me. Sylvia Fowler, that's amazing to me. So I just couldn't pass up on the opportunity to be so close proximity. Because once again, I trust myself to where I'm going to build relationships because of who I am. And then yeah, also yeah, having yeah. the backdrop that I'm not a little dog in the music business to where, yeah, you may see me sweeping the floor. But when I say, hey, I'm Steve-O, and then you go look at my Instagram, I'm at everybody on Instagram. So when they go to mine, they'll be like, who is this dude? Oh, wait, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So exactly. like, it, yeah, and that's and that from there, that's how I got close with Angel McCaltry, who's the greatest Atlanta Dream player of all time, by the way. But she was playing with the Las Vegas Aces, and the guy who gave me the job, you know, he used to train with her when she was in Atlanta. Um, shout out to my guy Jordan Harris. Um, and he he's just he's another one. He's like, yo, whatever you need, whoever you want to meet, whatever, whatever, like I will plug it out, introduce you. And so he's been real instrumental, helped me, you know, maneuver around the WNBA in my relationships there. Um, so I met Angel through that, helped her train the next day after the game because she was injured. But it's like she came to the, sta- uh, the arena, trained. Then we went to Vegas and saw her play out the playoff game. Um, and then, you know, we hung out with her. She came back to Atlanta, hung out. And then she's just giving me, a, you know, an opportunity. Like, you know, I said I want to be in the business. I want to help out athletes. And she's just giving me an opportunity to like, help bring in brand partnerships and get her, you know, front facing and a lot of different Damn. opportunities. So it's not like a. I wouldn't say I'm like, a, I'm not her man. I'm not anything like that, but I just appreciate her for allowing me to be it. She's one of the greatest. She's already was voted one of the top 25 WBA players ever. And this started from a tweet, a tweet of a tweet of a tweet to then like Guillaume Day staff to not, I mean, like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. The, the obviously like the, when they look you up with the, the IG tag is real savvy, you know, just like, well, but wait, but, but look though, <laughs> but look, but look though. So that, that, that's crazy though. So not, and now, and so what's the, what do you want it? What, what's that going to become? Like, what do you, like how long, or how long have you been doing this? For? How long have you been doing this angle? This, the, the WNBA thing. It hasn't even been a year yet. Like the new WNBA season hasn't even started. And I just did it last season, the start of last season. So, and I, and not even to be like, cause we're doing this interview, but like, I think probably work played a role in that too. Like showing from when like me and by dropping these records and records going platinum and then me game day staff with the dream. Like if you look at my poly work, like the timeline of it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, man. It's it's crazy. Honestly, like it's 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 like we're like early innings, but seeing is why we reached out to have you on the show. Like the seeing the the stuff you do, it's like and it's such it's such a simple thing to say, like being able to see all the different things someone does, but truly like the stuff that you're doing is like the most eclectic mix. I mean, it all connects, right? Like through you, right. your energy, the relationships you build. But it is kind of wild <laughs> to just like, you know, like that's why I said that, like, I don't know where you like if you've like managed to carve out 40 hours per day to do this, <laughs> to do this stuff. But like it is pretty. But I think that's the way it's going, man. It's just like I think more and more people, particularly post pandemic or just, you know, not that like, you know, the pandemic invented ambition. But it's just like I think people are starting to be like, well, wh- wait a second. What do I want to do? And, you know, there's been the great resignation or they're sat at home and like we're saying, was I actually enjoying that nine to five job or <laughs> like, do I? And I think these like the ways you've been doing it, we see this a lot on the platform is that they're not as there. There's there's something about the fact that they are big steps into it, but they're less committal. You know, it's and that's the thing about like the old world of work where it was like you 
you're working for the man and it's nine to five and you know there's literally probably in your contract that like a, a lot of like particularly in the tech industry like you can't do shit like i worked at google back in 2011 and of, co of course you can't work on anything like like any side project that was worked on back then was like absolutely their ip you know it's like should it take off that sort of thing but now i think it's starting to open up where they have to let companies are having to let people do this do these extra things and because I, I just don't I don't think I don't think the corporates win. <laughs> I think people are I think people are going to win, you know, because they're going to get to do because they want to do all this stuff because it's like it's like a I don't know, a sense of fulfillment more. I don't know if this is an American thing, but one thing I told what well, this is what I go say regarding the American thing. One thing I'll say about myself is and I don't know if the pandemic encouraged this was that. I'm not going to be on the sidelines. Like that's what I was talking about when I had to reckon with, okay, I'm this music executive, but then I'm getting the water. It's like, I'm in the game though. Like while even if someone <laughs> says, Steve, what are yep. you doing? It's like, while you ask me what I'm doing, I'm in the game though. Like regardless yep. of what level it is, I'm, I'm working towards something. And that's one thing that like, if there's something I want to do, I'm going to find a way to get in the game. So while all these people are questioning, what the hell are you doing? This doesn't make sense. I'm like, you're asking questions while I'm doing it. But I say yeah, that to yeah. say, like, I don't know if it's an American thing. Like, I would just, we can really do what we want. Like, <laughs> like anything I want to do, I can try. I can try to do it. Like, even yeah. if it's getting a, becoming a doctor, yeah, it's gonna take me twelve years, but I could try to do it. Like, you can literally like just step into the arena, like step, like just just being there and seeing things happen. And then, yeah, I I I love it, man. Like, what's the like? Where does this go? For, what's the what's the end game for the? Is there an end game for the? for the sports stuff you've been stepping into? I, there's no end game with, with any of this. I think like the, my overall goal for myself is just like kind of to be a facilitator. Like I just want to help dope things happen. Um, and, and that's where poly work was so amazing. Cause it's like, I can't put that on a resume. All I can do is show you what value I bring. Like that, that's all I can really do. And either you get it, or you don't. And also one thing I want to say is like people like you, people like David, um, other captivating people who have an idea. It's just like that showed me like people are help people who are intentional. You don't have to have yeah. it all together, but you know, if, if you have a vision and you say, I want to help get this done. And like I said, like I, I want to get in the film next. I don't have any experience producing, but I got a lot of friends who do a lot of filmmakers, directors, et cetera. But it's just like, I, if I read a script, I want to be able to walk it to my director friend and say, Hey, I don't know how to make this, but this script was moving, captivating, blah, blah. blah. And him, and he or she can read and say, God, man, this was crazy. I got the, I, give me a car. Then I'm good. <laughs> like y'all do it. God bless. Appreciate it. I'll take a little credit, whatever, whatever. Then I'm good. Cause that's just going to help elevate me. Like, yo, you made this movie happen. You got anything else? And then I'm in the game. Like I said, all I need is an opportunity. So for yeah, me, yeah, it's yeah. not just with the sports thing. It's I'm just going to find a way to add value to athletes. I believe in or teams I believe in, et cetera. And then hopefully in other industries, when I find an interest in those, it's the same thing. We got to hang out more. Honestly, we, when I was in Atlanta, well, as you know, Kobe's like a writer. Like, there's a lot of a lot of writing. The dude who connected us in, um, we talk a lot about that. Just like, I mean, how how do we, particularly just because of like the, the the way our lives have intertwined between music and tech, and over the last like ten years, from like London, UK to LA to Atlanta, and like sort of like the finding of a music record label and based out of Atlanta and a tech, my first tech company in London, and just seeing the different moves. We're like, we kind of like stepped back after seven years, like. We should probably tell, we should, maybe we should tell that story <laughs> like yeah. at some point. And then like, you know, like 
I have some connections in tech and you know you and, and Kobe and the and the team have like a bunch of connections in music and Kobe writes and so I like the idea that we're in this position now that we that we can try those other things like to, like leverage the connections and the stories and like go to the other thing like the the, the getting the for me writing a movie like producing or writing a movie script is like or at least the idea for it is definitely on the to-do list like definitely definitely on the to-do list but like but i think the more we like you know i mean even just thinking through like the the path you've been on the last year from like music to like the wnba it's like that is a i don't think those are story i mean this is why we set up the podcast plug to you know <laughs> to like like to tell those stories of just like shit people like that that information those stories are kind of like hidden like there's there's not really a place or a forum where people talk about that we just it's just the messy it's just the messy part that like but it's actually the beautiful part you know but we we don't stop we don't i don't think people stop enough to talk about like the well how'd you go from you know people assume it's like linear i think like you know digital platforms are like, it's like oh, if you do this and then you do this and then you do this it's like actually no the whole thing's just this like messy colorful carve out of like weirdness and yeah there's like you know going to the WNBA games and then there's like but next year there's a movie script on the card so like why the fuck not <laughs> and, that, and that just comes from like conversation me and Kobe you know went out to to lunch and he we got a friend of ours who, who's a writer and he's doing amazing things and after I talked with Kobe I had to reach out to him and just talk to him and catch up with him and I, I can't tell like what he has coming up but like I, I get off the phone with people like that or talking to Kobe even talking to him, I'm just like Oh yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> like, like, and, and, and I mean, even though what you all are doing is a tall feat, that's no, that's not to diminish what you all are doing. But the energy y'all have and y'all do it is just like I just leave those conversations just motivated. Like, who am I to to get in my own way? Like, no, I can't. It's like the it's yeah. I mean, like this. I don't know. I don't know any entrepreneurs or founders that didn't watch like the Kanye documentary and be like, Oh my, I need to go create in this world. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go create or just like even Fran was saying, they read um, the super pump book, but, but Uber and the finding journey. And like, you know, for all its flaws and, and issues that it had, you can't help but read it and be like, we got to find something. We got <laughs> yeah. to go. We got to, we got to, or like what you say, you said, uh, make dope shit happen. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just make dope shit happen. Like be in, be in the position in the arena to like make the dope shit happen. Yeah, I love that, man. Dude, this was mega. I don't know where you get the time in the day, but I appreciate you taking the time to speak to, to speak to us. So, yeah, Steve O, Angel Investor, AR, WNBA, Bite to Be Movie Director. <laughs> hey, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you all, man. This, this has been great. I always make time for good people. So, this was easy, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening um, to the episode with Steven, Steve-O Dingle. I think one of the most interesting things about the conversation was probably just uh, um, Steve-O's energy and attitude towards just like, just ask, just like put your foot forward and see what's going to happen. And just like, what a humble guy. He's like, I'll, I'll get the water for the WNBA. Like, I think that's like to, you know, go from representing, um, producers working with Chris Bryan and Megan the Stallion to no problem. I will get it. I will, I will, I'm, I'm going to get the water. No, like to, I mean, what, within like a few months, like already talking to some of the the stars, the WNBA, but like, um, brand partnerships is kind of, that's it. That's kind of it. Right. It's kind of crazy. And then getting to leverage everything that he'd done in music and the relationships built to, it's almost like the, I think one of my big takeaways was that the entry point, um, particularly for 
like polyworking is usually done when it, someone is doing it in addition to this like career that they have had or this nine to five that they are currently doing. I think one of the biggest lessons is that no matter what the entry point is, like how small, like how, how like, you know, early you start or, you know, it's like starting at the bottom, paying the dues, getting the water at the WNBA. It's because of the career before that when you then connect to the people, it doesn't really matter how you connect to the people, like through that, like, like the getting the water bit, um, it opens up the doors like pretty much immediately to like new possibilities and new stuff, which I think is pretty awesome. I don't think a lot of people realize that just by asking and just by taking the first step into that like second, third, fourth kind of polywork category that you want to do, it compounds pretty quickly. Like the work that he's going to do in the in the in the WNBA and in the sports industry is not going to take eleven years. You know, it's like that first one, that first that first pillar of the career was the eleven year investment into like representing those artists and then landing at United Masters. So, um, yeah, pretty incredible to see that, and it's going to be producing movies soon. So. Watch out for him. And thanks for spending time with us in the Polyworth Conversations episode. Appreciate it.